0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to Lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Oh boy, guys. I don't I don't even know where to start. I mean, I do not know where to start. I feel like we're in the middle of a maelstrom. I just things in the tornado in the wizard of oz things just flying around and i mean you can't even uh try to focus for a second on something try to live your life and you walk i mean i i didn't i'm still trying to catch up to uh the events of last night here in pittsburgh um as you know i was um at an event with uh, with dan savage and um you know those of us that were there were blissfully ignorant <laughs> i and then you walk out of that and into just i'm still i really am i feel dizzy i feel dizzy and i'm not even sure where to begin And uh I you know, I, I wish I knew what you wanted. Um uh, because I, I don't know where to begin. Uh the um so poor Antoine Rose has now, you know, become a a national story, in as much as anything uh, can pierce the constant wall of sound that is now American media uh, that is all Trump all the time. And, And we're, I can't even begin to imagine all the things in a, in a more normal time that we would be talking about because these things are happening. We just don't even know about them anymore. And in a period of such constant exploding news, big news stories, that a a serious and informed citizen needs to know, wants to know, for this to be the era when the uh, daily newspaper is literally disappearing in front of our eyes. I don't know that ever before in my lifetime have I felt the need for coverage, constant coverage, the eyeballs of trained journalists on the powers that be (laughs) <laughs> and it's not just in Washington D.C. it's in my hometown it's in it's in East Pittsburgh it's wherever people are and are being impacted by the powers that be and i don't know that we're going to know <sighs> newspaper staffs are decimated decimated you can tell simply by the incredible shrinking paper, whichever paper you have. They're literally shrinking in size, and they're literally shrinking in volume. They're shrinking in staff, and obviously in advertising, which drives all of that. And I've been telling you, well, there's other places to get your news. But I find it, it's it, you got to work at it now. So you go to this source, that source. I, I did want to tell you of a new source that's uh, just on the scene, uh, the Pittsburgh Current, and that is online at, at, at uh, right now. By the way, it is where Rob Rogers cartoons will be available to uh, you. Uh, Rob and the Current signed an agreement uh curiously the Pittsburgh Current is the uh new alternative weekly that is attempting to get its feet under it uh and it is um being it is the brainchild and the baby of Charlie Deitch the former editor of Pittsburgh City Paper and Rob Rogers is signed on with them And they've got a Kickstarter campaign up. They're $800 away from a $15,000 goal, so they're going to meet it. And um, so you've got all these little startups and uh, all the places that I have informed you about. And just visit my Facebook page if you want a reminder. There are people getting the news out, but not in the way we're used to getting it. And it really troubles me. Well, everybody for themselves at this point. Do you know anyone who was um, inconvenienced by the uh, takeover of the Parkway East last night? Um, That'd be a... (laughs) I also... I mean, I'm sort of... if you know the geography, that those people marched, they walked from East Pittsburgh up to the Wilkinsburg uh, entrance and exit ramps of the Parkway East, that's got to be a three-mile or two, it's over two miles. And um, I don't know what to say. I don't know how effective that kind of action is. I understand it. I understand the rage. Uh, I don't think you win over the people who got stuck on the parkway, but you do get the attention. You do end up on CNN. You do get the story out of yet another unarmed black child shot in the back, posing no immediate danger to the police officer who drilled him with three bullets to the back. There can't have been fear for his life. And in my desire to find out more information, I went all over the place, and unfortunately found myself in comment sections of uh, various media outlets. And my God, the racist vitriol is, i it makes you just despair. It makes you despair. I want to um, acknowledge the uh, restraint of uh, the uh, law enforcement authorities in this instance. It's amazing how they show such restraint a few days after they've shown none. I uh, I don't know I'm sorry I just all my I'm just I don't know what to say anymore driving in I made the mistake of tuning into the 50,000 watt blowtorch crap provider uh, KDKA uh, wanting to get the local news and i got just you know what co- what passes for local news on radio and for that matter local television it's just so shallow and nothing and you know just the facts man just the, what passes for the facts just the the no no depth ever and then you go to their talk and my god um the only callers I heard were just I couldn't listen I couldn't listen to it It's it's so ugly it's so ignorant The word ignorant is used strangely in Pittsburgh I've never gotten used to how it's used not being a native Um ignorant around here is often used for what it, for rude Oh, that how so ignorant, and they, they mean rude and ignorant. I when I say it, I mean it is so. It is so unmoored from reality. It's so unmoored from uh, any knowledge and, and depth of uh, of thought. Just ignorance. And there's an epidemic of it now, right, in this country. I don't know. I, I would say that if Stephen Zappala, the DA here, does not uh, charge this uh, cop, uh, they're all hell will break loose. Now, let's say he charges him. Let's say there's a trial. And there is a jury. We've been here before, have we not? No jury in this town will find that cop guilty. That's my guess. I don't know maybe the feds will have to come in i know there are calls for the state to come in as a uh, to investigate get it out of the hands of the locals not a bad idea i can't you know looking at the picture of that child 17 is a child such a sweet-looking kid. I can't, I, I can't even bear it. At the rally uh, yesterday afternoon at, on Grant Street... Oh, by the way, uh, one of the news sources I went to was The Incline. I've told you about that. And The Incline's headline said something like hundreds gather on Grant They're the same people who said of my protest about Rob Rogers, dozens. Man, whoever is doing their crowd estimates, (laughs) wow, babe, I mean, come on. That was more than hundreds on Grant Street. That was definitely more than hundreds. That'd be in the thousand range. And I had over a hundred, so, I mean, dozens doesn't do it. Just an aside. Now I've forgotten what I was talking about. Um, we have a call. Caller, go ahead. Hi, Len. Hi.
0: Hello? Hello. Yes, uh, I think the other day you were mentioned uh, you hit the nail on the head when you said Sean Hannity's Pure Entertainment, and C- Tucker Carlson or whatever his name is. But the, my problem is why does MSNBC acknowledge that? They'll put like clips of his show on it, instead of saying we're not going to pay attention to that guy. It's pure entertainment. He has no facts. None. They'll act like he's legitimate. So the people, the mainstream media, makes it look like it's a legitimate source to get in, uh, news. And they sit there and complain about Trump, but they're the responsible for Trump getting in there. And now they're in there saying, well, oh, I can't believe he's in there as president. But they were part of. I mean, the coverage that man got
1: was unbelievable when he was running for president. And it's going to happen again. Okay, well, as I said, um, he it's Donald's, it's just a wall of Trump all the time. Um, and right. you, you are right, uh, media are complicit in it. But it is, you know, you do cover train wrecks. And man, if this isn't a train wreck, I don't know what is. I, I, I feel for the media in terms of sort of figuring out how. To cover this monstrosity and uh, uh, of
0: a of a presidency,
1: I I I don't know.
0: I've uh, pulled the plug on that stuff. I don't even watch it anymore. Yeah, well, and uh, I'll watch uh, the old PBS Bob Ross paint
1: oil paintings. Okay, that's good. A lot well, better. Good oh. for your blood pressure. Thank you, thank you. Okay, thank you. All good right, bye. bye. Uh, You know, I mean, not only are we living in this sort of maelstrom of constant chaos and horror, but, I mean, it is getting so crazy that on more than one occasion I have seen, like on Twitter, a story... And I've thought, ah, come on! I mean, you know, I'm no fool. Uh, I'm media savvy, and uh, this is clearly, you know, like an onion-like piece. And then it turns out to be true. And one of the one of those moments happened yesterday. And it was, I saw it was from the Daily Mirror, I think, which is a UK paper. And it said, First Lady's jacket on her way to see the the, the refugee children separated from their parents. She wore a jacket that said, I really don't care, do you? Why would you believe that that could be true? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't make any, any sense. I'm so sick of living in this time where nothing makes any sense. How would a first lady who wants to give uh, some showing of compassion and heart uh, to this heartless cruel uh administration of her husband and so she will go down and 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 to be with these children um in an f as an antidote of sorts i i mean what else was she doing and then she dons a jacket that says i don't care And then we all end up talking about again. If it's a distraction uh, d- ploy, it's great. But on the other hand, why would she want to distract from what was an effort to give a more human face <laughs> to this inhumane president? And the, and then the the more we hear about it, it turns out it's a jacket. From Zara's, right? That that cost twenty-seven dollars. Is that right? Twenty, thirty-seven, thirty-seven, maybe. This woman has never worn. I. I she, that's that's ten times less than what her. I mean, she doesn't wear anything including her undies and her bras that aren't over $100, well, how could she, where would she even come upon that? I really do feel, I mean, I know I feel like Alice down the rabbit hole. I don't understand what's going on anymore. The world makes absolutely no sense to me. I expect, you know, if a rabbit right now with a pocket watch came running through this room, I don't know that I'd even be surprised. What the hell? I'm sorry, I, I I know Colbert last night said, okay, the, you know, this is what First Ladies do. They go to tr- a troubled area. They see the children. They show that they care. I mean, you can't mess that up, Colbert said last night. Whoops, I spoke too soon. It's true. You can't mess that up. so and um Colbert also played a video clip from her her visit in which uh she was asking uh some staff person there uh how long uh what's the maximum length of time uh, uh, some of these children might stay uh here before they're reunited with their families and the guy uh, the staff person responded the average length of stay currently is between 42 and 45 days and the first lady took that in and said that's that's great What do you mean that's great? 42 and 45 days separated from their families when in fact our own law stipulates that they can't be held for longer than 40. So uh, that's great? I... You know, for a person who makes uh, you know what I do is talk to be a, as speechless as i as I find myself is i, 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 I don't know. Roger writes regarding yesterday's march, stopping traffic and interrupting regular activities, while pissing people off may be what we it may be what you have to do to get attention. I understand that. There is no risk at losing sympathy. Simple-minded white folk already fear black people and hate liberals, so we can't worry about not influencing them. They're the same assholes going to Trump rallies. Peaceful rallies on quiet Sunday mornings doesn't bring attention. That's what I did. Well, we got a little Remember, we got 15 seconds on KDKA Katie, Katie for Rob Rogers' rally. Well, that's what I said. We got 15 seconds. It would have been a whole different story if we'd stopped traffic on a Friday rush hour, especially when there's a Pirates game. Oh, hell yeah, there was a Pirates game. So there were people coming back to, from Pirates. I He, Roger's saying, I guess I'm at a point where I want to fight. Maybe there's still a little testosterone left in this body. Oh, I don't know. The, um, you know, and it's as if there w- wasn't enough to <laughs> bring you down. Coco died. That's the obituary. I haven't had an obituary all week. That's it. This gentle, wondrous being. Coco, the gorilla. Died in her sleep at 46 years of age. And... She was most famous for, of course, learning um, thousands, I believe, of uh, English words and being able to speak using American Sign Language, using her fingers. I mean, she communicated in sentences. She loved Mr. Rogers, of course. She loved Mr. Rogers, and um, he famously visited her. And uh, the pictures of Fred and her, they they break your heart. And if you go to see this wonderful documentary about him, there is a, a pretty long scene of that meeting. And it's different from the scene that was in the other doc created by uh, WQED. Uh, He spent a long time there with Coco. She adored him. She recognized him immediately when he walked in the door. He sat down there with her and she took his shoes off. This huge gorilla. He was dwarfed by her. She took his shoes off. The two of them, their eyes on each other. It is the most moving piece of video. And I was looking at a picture of him, uh, Fred, and, and Coco. I can't remember what paper it was in today sitting staring at each other holding each other's hands and I thought oh they're both they're both gone now oh god two gentle wondrous souls the woman who trained uh, Coco who taught I think is a better word taught Coco um, American Sign Language and was with her from the time she was a, a, a little baby. Um, his name Penny Patterson, and boy, she must be grieving. And she said about Mr. Rogers that he accepted her and was very relaxed with her, showed no fear, which is not easy when you're there with an animal that outweighs you by about, You know, four times, five times, I don't know. Fred famously was known to weigh only 143 pounds. Well, she had a longer life than she would have had in the wild, but I don't know. So... Alright, to the news. I'm I'm really sorry. If you two me out today, I, I would, frankly. I would. Um this news front page New York Times today, the United States is preparing to shelter as many as twenty thousand migrant children. <sighs> they're right now as I speak, they're um they're working on it. And these children, 20,000? Now, we've already told they aren't going to separate people anymore. So that's what, 20,000 plus their parents? We're talking about tens of thousands of desperate people. We're going to stick in jails, essentially on military bases and they'll be in texas and arkansas and it says right here the pentagon is getting this together and it is to house their words unaccompanied alien children (laughs) alien children Meanwhile, other stories uh, tell us that uh, attorneys trying to help these parents find their children are coming up empty. They're given a hotline number to call. No one answers the phone. And that number is set up by the Government, the Federal Office of Refugee Resettlement. And, you know, you would think, well, surely they can find them. You just go through the process. There is no process. Shut up. There is no process. That's the Trumpian way of governance. You announce some huge change in policy. And you don't for a minute think about how to implement it. You first just implement it. Here's what we're doing. And you send that word down to your bewildered underlings. and this is this is how uh, a president who governs by tweet governs this is the government of a president who doesn't read anything who watches fox news and tweets and feels maligned and uh Sure, you make these big, huge policy announcements and 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 then you work on the plans to implement them, sort of uh ass backwards, I think and um just in the last two days, there was uh, an administration official who said Wednesday afternoon that the government would not reunite those children with their parents. That was a public statement from a spokesperson from the White House on Wednesday afternoon, that we would not be facilitating the uh, reunification uh, of these children with their parents, the ones that were the 2,500 or so that were already uh, stuck. But... About five hours later, another official denied that and, um, said that prosecutions of immigrants traveling with families would be suspended for now. And then, I mean, you can, they don't, the government itself does not know what the policy is from one moment to the next. Uh, the, the New York Times, uh, came, uh, into, uh, got some emails from the Customs and Border Protection. These are internal emails. 9.54, Wednesday night, one says, agents could continue prosecution referrals for parents. Uh, Six hours later, another email to the agent said, they should maintain family unity. For all families. So these the people on the front lines are being given absolutely, totally screwed up directives. Do this, no. Don't do that, do this. No, don't do this, do that. And you wonder why we are not going to be able to get all these children back to their families. There's no way. You just take the the babies in the equation. Those babies can't help. They don't know. They can't even talk. They don't know their mother's name, even if they could talk. It's just mommy. What does a mother know? Nothing. They took my baby. Can you imagine our government took children from parents without any plan to be able to reunite them, without any system. Can you imagine that? That's what we've done. Do I have a call? I'm sorry. We have a call. I'm sorry for making you wait so long. Hi.
2: Hi, Lynn. Um, I don't know if you discussed this earlier. I just had a chance to... Uh, tune you in today, but I'm so incensed. Did did you discuss the comment on Fox and Friends this morning? No,
1: what? I I don't know if I can take any more. What?
2: What? Okay, one of the great hosts on Fox and Friends said, this is a quote, like it or not, these are not our kids. Show them compassion, but it's not like he's doing this to people of Idaho or Texas. Okay. Oh, dear. This is the party of christianity of the family that evangelical christians support and that's how they look at these Ah, they're not american kids so well, what the heck we're just talking about no plan to reunite no way to reunite but they're not our kids so we don't we don't need to care about them right
1: if they're not our color if they're not our religion we have no we have no sympathy isn't that something if they ain't well, exactly is, okay, like Okay, what us. do you want to
2: point out? I don't know if you talked wow. about uh, Melania and yes, her uh, yes. jacket yet. Okay. Go ahead. You that is the kind of immigrant Donald Trump wants. If you are a hot-looking immigrant, doesn't matter whether you're legal or illegal, and you will get on your knees for Donald Trump and spread your legs for Donald Trump. Hey, you're welcome here. But if you're just a little defenseless kid, I'm not interested. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, Melania, I, Michelle Obama was the first lady. I call Melania Trump the first whore, because maybe Ivana, Donald's first wife, loved him, but you cannot tell me that his second and third wives married him for love. They married him for money and power. And she's nothing but a high-paid whore, and that's exactly what she is.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't disagree that um, who in the name of God would marry him for love? We, we've seen him. We know him. Yes. And yeah, you would marry that for money.
2: And I heard a story on NPR yesterday. They wrote somebody wrote a book about Trump and his kids. And this lady, she sounded very reasonable and rational, not biased. She said when the kids, you know, especially the, the kids from Ivana, if he was going golfing and they were old enough to go golfing and come along, that was fine. Or if he was going whatever but he didn't go out and throw balls in the yard with them or not you know he was too busy it was like it's all it's been all about me from day 1 and even with his kids and how they can you know i have to wonder about them too i know he's their father but if your father treated you like that when you were a kid are you only around him for money now because he didn't treat you like a father's supposed to treat a child
1: I don't. I can't even begin to imagine the family dynamics uh, there. Yes, uh, cannot so if begin he didn't to care imagine. about
2: his own kids. How is he going to care about kids he doesn't, you know, basically know anything about? He's not going to. So this should not be surprising, unfortunately.
1: Oh. okay. Thank you.
2: Thank you, and have a nice weekend. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Okay. The only way I'm going to have a nice weekend, literally, is burying my head in the sand. And, you know, I don't generally approve of that. But on the other hand, I... <laughs> no. Chuck says, you asked how could a first lady who wants to give some showing of compassion and heart don a jacket that says she doesn't care. And Chuck says, I think we should take her at her word. She doesn't care. She doesn't care to be the first lady. doesn't care to be married to Donald Trump. She doesn't care to live in the White House. And she doesn't care about the country. And she doesn't care to be trotted out like a show horse. My guess she's wearing a $37 jacket because one day in a fit of despair she googled, I really don't care. And that jacket appeared on the screen. Who knows? I don't think we should really waste much time worrying about her. Um, Somebody did point out uh that the one thing she everybody says is she is a good mother to her son baron um and that when uh he became president you'll recall she refused for the first time i mean in modern history she re- refused to accompany him to live in the white house because she said she didn't want to disrupt uh, Barron's, uh, you know, he had friends at the school he was at. He, She wanted to keep a stable environment for her son. She said it's very difficult for him. Of course, any mother would say that. <laughs> and so the taxpayers of the United States spent, it was untold amounts of money, millions upon millions, to safeguard the first lady and her son staying in New York City while the other um, part of the family was in D.C. And the trips back and forth and back and forth uh, cost a ton of money to safeguard the psyche of that one child. Uh Jesus. Okay, there was some piece in the Wall Street Journal today that said something, yeah, you know, it, it took great umbrage about people comparing uh the separation of these children from their parents and their detention uh to the Holocaust. And as somebody who has brought up uh, the Holocaust in regard to this um, and other Trumpian uh, storylines, I want to say in the strongest terms possible that the Holocaust did not just, poof, happen. When people get all pissed off about somebody bringing it up. They say, and this article said, you know, we're not sticking people in cattle cars and taking them someplace where they're burning people, you know, live gassing them by the, you know, thousands. That's a holocaust. We're not doing that. And what they fail to understand is that if you step, back before the cattle cars just go back a year or two or three you start seeing things that look very much like some of the things we're seeing now a holocaust doesn't just poof happen It happens little by little. You gotta set it up. You gotta wash people's heads. You gotta make them believe that some people are not human. They're vermin and they need to be gotten rid of. And you've got to have people in positions of authority like the jerk on Fox and Friends who apparently was telling all his brain dead minions today that those aren't our children. As if Okay, well then, this is what they did to set up the Holocaust, for Christ's sake. People raising the issue now are saying, where are we heading with this? Do we have any historical context to see this kind of, a lot of what we're seeing? The demonizing of American institutions. The complacency and complicity of the legislative branch. It brings me to a... um, Paul Krugman column today. And he says this, if you don't mind. I mean, I'm at why paraphrase it when you said it very well and more thoughtfully because he could take the time. The speed of America's moral descent under Donald Trump is breathtaking. In a matter of months. We have gone from a nation that stood for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to a nation that tears children from their parents and puts them in cages. What's almost equally remarkable about this plunge into barbarism is that it is not a response to any actual problem. And he goes on to say, there is no, we are not being invaded by vermin. We are not being invaded by murderers and rapists. That is not true. And yet, these policies have been put in place because we've been told it's true we told that they are dangerous people coming here. And he points out that this is very much like what happened that allowed the Jews to be nearly wiped out. You start up a false mythology about a people and for jews this endured and still does over millennia jews were said to uh use to need we needed christian babies to make our matzah for passover we needed their blood and that story was told and retold and told and retold and even before Fox News, man, that spread. Millions of people all over the world believed it. So if if you believe that Jews are killing Christian babies for their blood, well it wouldn't be too hard to then kill them. Right. So Americans are being told that these people are coming here, and they're raping us, and they're murdering us. And there is no factual basis whatsoever for that, in fact, quite the opposite. So when Trump called, you know, the carnage in America, this is a something he's made up and keeps repeating. It's the classic Nazi Goebbels thing. You tell a lie, you tell a big lie, you tell it often, and eventually, it's the truth. They believe it. So Trump's book is right, he takes all of what the Nazis did, and we're not supposed to mention the Holocaust. Krugman says, you know, if you look across America, there is a correlation between violent crime and the prevalence of undocumented immigrants. And I thought, what? And then he says, yeah, a negative correlation, which is to say that places with a lot of immigrants, documented or not, tend to have exceptionally low crime rates the poster child for this, he says, is New York City. The crime rate in New York City has fallen to levels not seen since the 1950s and easily a third of the population is immigrant. All the data available show that the people who get convicted of crime if you are an immigrant or a undocumented or otherwise, you are significantly less likely to commit crimes. People who commit the most crimes in this country were born here. And The Nazi playbook also says you you, you prey on people who are, you know, not known by a lot of people. So most people, you know, didn't necessarily know. uh, You know, they didn't eat with Jews. They didn't socialize with Jews. It's easy to demonize people who are not, you know, people don't know because you can then attribute anything you want to them, which is what Trump does with these desperate refugees. You just keep telling your people that they want to kill you, they want to rape you. I don't know. So he says, so there is, here's the fact, there is no crisis of immigrant crime in this country. That is a true statement, just as it is a true statement that Jews don't kill Christian babies and take their blood to make matzah. That's a true statement too. But... There are millions upon millions of people who will swallow the other, the opposite, if it's coming, and if they want to hear it, I think. Anyway, he says this at the end The real crisis in this country is an upsurge in hatred, unreasoning hatred that bears no relationship to anything that the victims of this hatred have done. And anyone making excuses for that hatred, who tries, for example, to turn it into a both-sides story, is in effect an apologist for crimes against humanity. Caller, go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting you're there. Hello.
3: Hey Lynn, it's Mike in D.C. Hi Mike. Um, well, of course his verbiage sounds like um, Hitler because he has famously Hitler's speeches on his nightstand.
1: That's true. We learned that before he was elected. That's true. Isn't that and something? And on
3: another topic, make no mistake about this. ICE is taking every detainee's DNA immediately when they get taken in um, that's my guess but it would make it makes logical sense there's something called a rapid DNA and anytime someone's arrested before they even let them go they take their DNA to make sure it doesn't match up in the database that says they've already committed a crime before they will let them go or let them go to arraignment now with that said, that's only in certain states not all states are, permit rapid DNA and I'll bet you any money, Texas Where most of the teenies are going to be held does, and um, Arkansas does.
1: Yeah, I bet. So so that's
3: why they're not worried about linking up those babies with their parents because they're collecting DNA information on every person that walks through that or is pushed through that door.
1: Huh. Well, I hope they have the ability to at least get them together then, if that's the case. I don't know. God dang it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure they do. Yeah. But a logical, a logical,
3: um, this is not a logical way of doing that.
1: No, no, this is not the way you would do that. If you had uh, a policy that uh, was implemented only after you had set up the infrastructure to implement it.
3: Uh, and I'm sure you've heard about his attack, not just on the media, but also on um, government agencies. He is now combining, or wants to combine the. Um, Department of Labor and Department of Education. Yes. He now wants to stand down a whole other governmental department because government workers are lazy and they don't do anything but sit on their asses. Those are the people that make these policies. To say, what if we do this policy? What's the overall ramification? How will we get these kids back with their parents?
2: Where will we put them?
3: Like there are literally um, people who write policies For the Department of Defense, and none of those people, I promise you, were consulted before this.
1: No, no, um, of course not, because that would be the way, you know, a functioning uh, administration would would work. (sighs) Because
3: politician and um, bureaucrats and um, what you are are just dirty words now. They're bad people. They're enemies of the state.
1: Yes, as is the media. Right.
3: And he's learning that from Hitler. And anybody who doesn't see that is, I'm sorry, not knowledgeable of history or in denial.
1: I know. And vermin. They're, and he they're called da-
3: them vermin. He called them animals.
1: I know. They're Please. dangerous. I got to tell you, the people who, are, uh, the greatest threat to America right now, is, uh, people who back Trump. I mean, I I think, Trump, and his Followers are the clearest and most present danger to this country in my lifetime. Which is to say, they are the enemy of this nation. And they don't know it. If they don't know it, that's fine. It's for us to know it and for us to get them out of power. Clear and present danger. They live right next door to you.
3: And our, and our families.
1: Yeah. Yep. And let's just cut to the chase. I guess, let's start. Yeah. This is
3: what it was like.
1: In, yes. And I guess
3: this is what it was like to live in Germany. Yeah. This must be exactly what it was like to watch people that you love, people that you care about, saying horrific things about a population to which you know very little.
1: Yeah.
3: All of these um, mouth breeders probably only know a Mexican who they saw... And i using Mexican quotation marks because they call all Latinos Mexicans. Yeah, right. Um, they probably only know a Mexican from the TV, from um, day laborers, from mowing lawns. They don't know someone who's Latino and where they came from or how they got here.
1: Well, it's easy to hate and fear those you don't know. And I remember Dr. King talking a lot about that. It's you know, it's why he said segregation is a is a terrible, terrible thing because it keeps people from knowing each other, and not knowing each other is what begets fear and hatred. And we have got to know each other. Uh, Krugman pointed out in his column that one of the most racist states, if you just look at, you know, polling and what people say about other people, is West Virginia. And West Virginia has one of the lowest immigrant, uh, I mean, not racist, immigrants. They hate and fear immigrants. They totally buy into this crap. And they don't live with immigrants. If you're in a place where there are immigrants around, the least, uh, you know, all along the borders... People are used to immigrants and people coming in and out. They don't fear those people. They know them. They live with them. They go to church with them. Ugh. All right. Hey.
3: And George Bush and Karl Rove tried this with gay people too. Yes. The nineties.
1: Yeah. There's and always someone fired yeah.
3: because we came out and said, "Uh-uh." You know somebody that is like this, right? There was this big movement to come out because of. AIDS and because of Bush. And that put the kibosh on that's demonize these we don't know these people. And unfortunately, Latinos aren't gonna be able to do the same thing because people in West Virginia have never even met one.
1: Yeah. Okay, you gotta run. Thank you. Keep up the fight. Oh yeah, okay, you too. You too. Bye by Barbara has uh written that the US Department of Health and hum- Human Services uh they're the ones who are overseeing the children. Uh their job is to if you, this is what the mission is is to protect the health of all Americans and provide essential human services especially for those least able to help themselves and uh New York Governor Cuomo said this morning that, hel- that HHS, as currently constituted, is repugnant to its mission. They are, well, yeah, just as the Environmental Protection Agency is repugnant to its mission. Chris Hayes pointed this out, and, I, and And again, so what horrible crimes have these uh, mothers and fathers committed whose children were taken from their arms? Uh, well, uh, f- the vast majority of them, the crime they committed was entering the United States illegally. Um, this first time, and most of them are, first time illegal entry into the United States is, and I'm sure you've heard this before, that's a misdemeanor. I don't know about you, but I've committed a few misdemeanors in my life. For that matter, I've committed a few felonies, too. But misdemeanors, okay? It's a misdemeanor. Here's a felony. Lying on materially relevant information from your SF-86. That's what government officials have to, information they have to disclose before they can be in the government lying or omitting information that's a felony in this country well Jared Kushner the president's son-in-law committed that felony by his own admission multiple times oh every time they found another place where he hadn't mentioned something they he would said oh I'm sorry I forgot eh, eh. each time is a felony. Okay, we've got all these felonies committed by, admittedly, by the president's son-in-law. Is he getting prosecuted for that? Did he get prosecuted for that? No. But a desperate parent looking for a better life for her children, committing a misdemeanor is not only prosecuted, she is separated from her child. She doesn't even know where her child is. This is American justice now. This is American justice. And you tell me how you can proudly stand and sing the Star Spangled Banner in these times or pledge allegiance to this iteration of our country. I cannot Absolutely cannot. Okay, something tells me it's going to be a very news-heavy weekend in Pittsburgh, so we'll have lots to talk about on Monday. Uh, God help us all, and uh, stay sane. That's all I can say. Bye.
0: Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and archived at pghcitypaper.com.